Welcome to the podcast of Fellowship Church in Dallas, Pennsylvania. To find out more about Fellowship Church, visit fellowshipefc.org. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor? Or who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. To the Fellowship Church podcast, this is where stands it written. Yeah, it's supposed to be a journey through the uh, EFCA statement of faith, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm here with my illustrious <laughs> co-host, no. Jake Brown. It's been a minute. It has been several minutes. <laughs> so <laughs> dropped the ball a little bit on this and got away from us. Um, we have opposite schedules too, not to make excuses for it, but we're making excuses. Yeah. My wife had another. A baby? Mm-hmm. Um, Levi. Levi, yeah. So we have four <clears throat> children now. Congratulations. Thank you. And uh, your wife is due? Yeah, yeah. So we, uh, we're we having another one, too. <laughs> another girl. Um, we're doing May, so. Yeah. Summer babies. Coming close. Yeah. Yeah, I always think, like, when, uh, you know, when you first find out that your wife is pregnant, you're like, oh, I have all this time to, like, we yeah. have all this, like, extra responsibility <laughs> yeah but then it's you like, blink oh, wait here it is yeah you blink and it's time and you're like what yeah what did i do in the last nine months that you know right. did i do anything different did i do anything like more productive did i get yeah. more work done that i thought i should have gotten done like oh, before yeah. we had another child yeah, probably, yeah exactly yeah. probably not and no yeah no so yeah it, it's crazy but uh so here we are We're trying to start fresh yeah. Let's get back into this scene. We are yeah. still on article number one, <clears throat> the article on God. Mm-hmm. And we are talking about God's limitless knowledge and his sovereign power mm-hmm. um, and how he has, um, with that, how he has uh, graciously purposed from eternity to redeem a people mm-hmm. for himself to make all things new for his own glory. So, not sure we're going to get through all that today. But we're going to hit the hot points. You know, yeah, and, yeah, we're uh, going to try. <laughs> we'll see where it goes. Yeah, there's a lot to uh, there's a lot of ground to cover here. Yeah. Um, so, I think we just start off with a question. So, when you explain to people or you tell someone your testimony, where would you begin to tell someone about your Christian life? Where would you start? Most people might say... When the day they got saved, you would think, that's the day, well, that's the day I was born again. Mm -hmm. That's the day I trusted Christ. That's where I start. But then you might think about all the events that transpired before that. You know, maybe what background you were born into. Maybe you were going through some struggles and God sent the right person into your life to, and, and that's what took place. But you could even go back farther, right? Because you're saved because of what Jesus did on the cross 2,000 years ago. Right. And that he rose from the dead. Mm-hmm. Right. And so now he has saved you and made you his own. Uh, so we're talking 2,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. But can you go back farther than that? You could. You could definitely go back further. And that's what Paul does. 
in, in the scriptures. And that's what we're going to talk about today. You can go back even before that, even before creation itself, mm-hmm. to the eternal purpose of God. And so that's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> and uh, You can go back to the eternity before eternity before that eternity. <laughs> yeah. Before that eternity. Yeah. Let that blow your mind. So we're talking about God who existed outside of time. Mm-hmm. Time did not exist. Mm-hmm. All that existed was, was God. God. The triune God, <laughs> Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and perfect love and unity and fellowship. Amen. Um, and within that triune fellowship of persons, God decreed all things to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tells us in Isaiah 46.10, he says, I make the end from the beginning from the ancient times. I make, sorry, I make known the end from the beginning from ancient times. What is still to come, I say, my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. So God decreed all things before things came into being. It, it, it makes perfect sense, right? You don't just go grab some wood, grab some nails, and start building a house. You need blueprints. You need to plan. You need to think about what you want. And that's exactly what God did um, before creation. He decreed what would take place. He had a purpose in mind for what he was going to do. Mm. And so what is that purpose? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> that's what a pretty, we like to know, right? Pretty, pretty broad question. It is. Uh, yeah, so uh, God chose us in Christ before the creation of the world. So, yeah, really, you know. So that's part he, of his decree, he, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he part of his decree is he purposed to um, redeem a people for himself. Yes, through through his son, the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And Revelation thirteen eight tells us that. Christ is a lamb that was slain before the foundations of the earth. Mm. So before the first sin, before original sin came into the world through our first parents, Adam and Eve, before the serpent deceived them, before anything, God had decreed that the Son of God would purchase and redeem a people for himself from their sins. And so this gets into some uh, theological and philosophical questions for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to go really deep here. No, we, we don't want to stay really on the surface. We don't, wanna, yeah, but, we don't want to chase a super philosophical. But this is what scripture rabble. says, yeah. right? Like, we know this is what scripture says. We know this is what God has revealed to us in his word. And we know that he is faithful and wise and holy and good and gracious, and mm. we can trust him. Mm. It also says in 2 Timothy 1.9 that um, it says, oops, sorry, lost my place in my Bible, sorry. It says that he saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. So there's a lot going on there. So he didn't save us because of our works. We know that. 
not because of our efforts, mm-hmm. not because of what we did, not because we are better than someone else, mm-hmm. but because of his purpose mm-hmm. and grace mm-hmm. and the grace that he gave us in Christ before the ages began. So again, grace before sin even entered the world was ours. Before we even existed. Before anything existed. Grace is ours in Christ because God has decreed and purposed it so. And so, God, God's eternal purpose came to us through His Son, Jesus Christ. Um, before sin spoiled the good world that he made, he knew what he was going to do. And he created us in his image so that his eternal son would be able to take humanity into himself and to enter our world and become incarnate as a human being. This is all part of God's plan. And we have to ask the question, why? Why would God do this? <laughs> Does it make any sense? Wouldn't it make more sense? We think in our great wisdom <laughs> that it makes more sense that God would have just done everything the way we would have done things. Right. Right? Don't create Lucifer. Don't let sin into the world. Don't let them eat that tree. Just don't even give them that tree. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything's perfect. Yeah, right? and God. definitely that, questions that yeah. you know I've asked myself, and I'm sure... All of us as Christians, mm-hmm. something you struggle with, you think like, well, why? Right. It doesn't make any Sin sense. Sin doesn't enter the world. Nothing Pain, ever goes badly. Like, sorrow. Why death. have Why have that all happen? Right. Um, right. Yeah. We and that's the big question. If God is so good, if God is so powerful, why do bad things happen? Happen. Yeah. You know. Big question. And uh, so, we're not trying to say we have all the answers. <laughs> uh, but we have the Bible, mm-hmm. we have God's Word, and that's enough. And we have faith in God's Word because He has proven Himself time and time again to be faithful. And so He has purposed graciously from eternity to redeem a people for Himself through His Son Jesus. So, what does this look like? Like, the Bible has a few passages, um, like Ephesians chapter 1. Uh, Paul goes into this, talking about the spiritual blessings that we have in Christ. And uh, Chris, can you just read that for us? Uh, verses 3 to 5. Ooh, 3 to 5. Tell us about these these blessings we have in Christ. Yeah, let me uh, let me find it quick. I lost my place here. Oh, you're <laughs> That's all right. And now I'm not going to be able to find it because we're like live. Ephesians 1. What yeah. was the, what was three, the to, 3 to 5. 3 to 5. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will. Amen. Yeah, so uh, (laughs) that's a big one, like, where you kind of realize, like, Man, I mean, a lot of along with a lot of other verses, uh, you realize like, you know, wait a second, like it's not my day to day performance. Like, right? If you came out of a legalistic background, you know, mm-hmm. or something of that accord, like I did, I did. <clears throat> it's a big realization when you finally realize, like, wait a second, like I had 
no. Like, the thing that I contributed to this was, like, my sin. Yeah, know? that's it. Um, and, like, a perfect yeah. living a perfect lifestyle is not going to get me any closer or farther away from heaven. You know, of course, we are being sanctified. And, of course, we are uh, renouncing sin and repenting of it daily. And that's something that we should be doing. But, you know, I saw this meme a while back that... Um, <laughs> it was like it was like a you know related to a video game and um it was like uh realizing that you know basically god did and does all the work of salvation and mm-hmm. um you know it said your game has been put into spectator mode yeah and uh ever since like <laughs> that that meme kind of summed everything yeah. up for me and i was like you're right like basically i'm just sitting back and like just you know in wonder about all that god does all that he has done and right and just uh being so like thankful for um, being adopted as a son, Amen. you know, that's like serious biz. So, yeah, it's, I remember reading this passage for the first time. Well, not the first time, but the first time I realized what this passage is saying, that he has chosen us in him. That's in Christ before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to, to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace. That, you know, it's God, the Father, who chose me mm-hmm. and chose all of his people before the foundations of the earth. Before sin entered the world, he had chose us. Yeah, he had he had you in mind. Knowing, he knowing with all the his foreknowledge, what was to come. Um, and it's not because of what he saw, right? That's a misconception. Yeah, right? that's an important point that you brought up. Some will say, "Well, God chose us because He saw that we would believe. He saw who would believe, and that's who He chose." Mm. But let's think about what that's actually saying. The purpose for why God chose us, or the, the reason, was based on the merit of our faith, mm-hmm. of what we would do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, does that does that sound right? Does that kind of go along or with, does, with what we just read in Ephesians? Right. Like, no, it doesn't, right? Right. It's before anything. Um, no, he chose us because... He chose us Mm -hmm. because of his grace. Um, It's not because of something in us or what he saw in us. Um, You know, what's his foreknowledge? He knows what's to come because, as we read in the Isaiah passage, he decreed it to come to pass. Um, And that's kind of that can be a hard thing to grasp. Yeah, that can be a hard thing to intellectually struggle with. I think, yeah, intellectually, but also um, because of our rebellion against God and we want to be God in our own life, we don't like the idea of someone else being in control of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the truth. <coughs> yeah, we, it, we control very little in our lives. Yeah, if, yeah. You know, That's if, true. I, I recently just went away for a... Uh, like a business training trip um you know there's a lot of you guys in the congregation know i got a new job recently and it required flying um to wisconsin for training and i hate flying like it scares (laughs) it scares me to fly 
And I just had to, I had to kept keep telling myself, especially on the first flight, like God is in control of this plane. Like I'm not in control of like how I react here. Like God is God foreknew that this was going to happen foreknew that I was going to be scared of it. And he just like wants me to trust in him, wants yeah. me to put my trust in him and, and, and know that he has like the pilot, you know, in his hands, he's got the plane in his hands and he's got me in his hands, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, so that kind of like, you know, leads into a little bit of the practicality of what we're talking about here. Like right. how God is in control of everything. Yeah. I, I think about if, if God is not in control, then who is? Right. If God is not sovereign over all things, then who is? It, it's scary to think if if there was someone other than our good and gracious and holy and almighty God mm-hmm. not in control of something. Mm-hmm. Um, and to say he's in control and that he has decreed things to come to pass doesn't mean necessarily that he is the author of those things. Or that our our will is taken away. Mm. Right? We still have a will to choose. Mm. Um, and again, it's a very technical, highly debated topic. But <clears throat> we don't want to. We're not going to go that way right now, or hopefully ever in our podcast. But um, and it's not to say that there aren't you know what we call secondary causes. Right, God is the ultimate cause, but He's there aren't. There's also secondary causes, things that take place, means and and other things that God uses in our lives, and He governs over all of it mm-hmm. as Lord. Um, but like like for example, those things that would have happened to you, maybe before you were converted, that led to your conversion. Like, exactly. Would that be an example? Yeah, all the things that took place. That brought me to the point of trusting Christ. Mm-hmm. Like I can think about it, you know, like all the things that, that happened where it was um, guiding. God was guiding me towards that direction um, through different circumstances, different messages. Um, and so I, uh, I think. I think now how much assurance I have, how much confidence I have knowing God is in control. God is for me. I don't always believe that, right? We all (laughs) struggle. I struggle a lot with thinking God is against me. Sure. um, Because of my sin, because of my efforts, because of my lack of efforts. Um, But it doesn't change the truth that he is for me. And that brings us to the Romans 8, right? Ephesians 11 talks about God's love for us and um, from eternity, how he predestined us. I mean, he chose us to be his sons, to, to be like his son. He adopted us like his son. It's not just we are sons. We are united to the son mm-hmm. and co-heirs with the son. But Romans 8 goes in a little bit deeper here and shows a little bit more what God does. And verse is verse 28 says, We know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. Pause. 
For those who love God, all things work together for good. I want to pause here because this verse gets ripped out of context so much. We say God works all things together for good. Not for everybody, though. <laughs> yeah. For those who love God. And why do we love God? Because he... Redeemed us. Redeemed us and first loved us. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. not, that's not to say that when I hear that verse, I automatically, you know, uh, get um, a little bit, you know, self-depreciating and say like, well, I don't love God perfectly. Like, yeah, you know, it almost the verse, it, when you hear the verse, at least in my head, it's yeah. like, you know, for those who love him and you think, well, I don't, I don't love him perfectly. But yeah. Like none of us are ever going to love him perfectly. We're right. just not capable of doing exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, but basically those... Whom he loved, and he says here, he continues on the verse. But all things work together for good. And again, so that doesn't mean everybody, and it doesn't mean everything's going to work out the way you want it to work out. What is good? That's the question. Who defines what's good? God does. Yeah. And what's good is his glory. But she says this, for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. So those who love God are those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. And so we have this kind of golden thread where it begins in the mind of God of his foreknowledge and predestination where he chooses his people from all people, from every tribe, not just Jews, but Jews and Gentile, not just men, but men and women, not just free men, but free and slave, rich and poor, all people. And guess what we all have in common? We're all sinners. Sinners, exactly. It doesn't matter. And he chooses us to adopt us, to conform us to the image of his son Mm. who purchased us. Mm. Part of the purpose of God was for the son of God to come and die on the cross for our sins. Yeah, that, that was part of God's eternal purpose. And that's insane to think about, right? Like... You think about God sending his only son and that he like purposed that to happen. And you're just like, man, that's, that's a serious sacrifice, you know? Exactly. To save people like us, sinners, people that, you know, the very people that murdered him, you know? Yep. Yeah. And so he sent his son. He did. He sent his son to die for us. And those for whom he died, the spirit then applies that death to us in our time in re, in our his in our lives and that's when we are born again that's when we're called and we're justified we're declared righteous and he also glorified meaning that our glorification with Christ as Christ rate was raised from the dead and had a glorified body and, and uh, ascended to heaven sitting at the right hand of the father ruling over heaven and earth so also we will receive glorified bodies on his return. But because of that, our glorification is sealed 
our future glorification is as sealed as our justification, which is a something that can never ever change. God's God's purpose, God's decree can never be thwarted. Job forty two Amen, two, man. I think, says that. And that's like uh that kind of brings up some questions like we were talking earlier before the podcast talking about you call it like the great the great mystery of, of all of these things mm. that you know, salvation as a whole and, and right. all of that. And uh you know, we gotta remember that um the gospel uh that impacted our lives didn't begin with us, and you touched on this. Um it's not because of our efforts to seek him out. It's not because of our cleverness or our goodness or how religious we are, that we are adopted into God's family. It's the gospel that has come to us and saved us begins with God. And you made that point. He loved us before we ever thought about loving him. Um, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. You read that earlier, Ephesians 1.4. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, Titus 1.9. And so we believe that God has graciously purposed from eternity to redeem a people for himself. So, like, amen to all that, you know. Right. <laughs> that states it yeah. perfectly. Yeah, I think, I think that's what what's most important. Is understand how our salvation comes from God, begins mm-hmm. with God, mm-hmm. it ends with God, mm-hmm. and it's God in the middle. Yeah, we have very little to do with our own salvation. Yeah, we can't get and caught in the trap we, of, of thinking for, that yeah. it's it's based on our performance because it's really easy for us as humans to do that. You know, I think yep. like our we turn everything into like uh, a checklist with like boxes that we can check and like, okay, okay. We've been there. We've done that. Like I, you know, I held the door for somebody at the store today. Like that got me a little right. bit closer. Read to my heaven. Bible. I prayed. Yeah. You did all the, you know, the, the, the Christian, yep. you know, quotation air quotes, yep. uh, did my things. ministry. Yep. And, uh, like I would say that's all part of our sanctification. Like we want to do those things because right. we've been regenerated, Yeah, but it's not what, what ultimately saves yeah. our, saves our skin so to speak right you know yeah we're saved to good works not you know, from, from good, good works, works yeah. right exactly and exactly you know it's all, all glory to god you know yeah absolutely that's that's the that's the ultimate thing here when when you get into that infinite regression like we were talking about it, and it all goes back it gets back to him yeah. you know it infinitely regresses back to god he's the end point Amen. of the infinite regression yeah. and uh and, and it's all for his glory ultimately like you yeah. like you stated yeah, and the verse you read at the beginning, Romans 11, like, from him and through him and to him are all things. Mm. Not some things, not most things. All things are from God, through God, and to God. Amen. And we have to remember that. All glory to him for that. And mm. um, I think it's a good place to stop. And we can talk more about how he is making all things new. Mm-hmm. Uh, through his providence and the way that he governs the world I think we can do that in another podcast yeah we'll cover good. that cover that in a future one maybe go over some of these maybe questions people have about how do we reconcile God's sovereignty with our freedom of uh, choice or what about sin you know like God decreed all things did God decree COVID did God, you know <laughs> <laughs> going to solve all the world's problems you really right? want to kick no. the hornet's nest yeah, there no. yeah no, but um, we have to believe, no matter what what your view is, God's in control. God's in control, and at the end of the day, God will have the last day, mm-hmm. and he will be glorified in the way that he 
wants to be glorified. Mm-hmm. And we just got to get it on board, humble ourselves, and be submissive in our obedience to him. Word, man. Well, I guess we'll uh, continue this talk in a future episode. And uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. This has been Where Stands It Written, um, Fellowship Church podcast. And we are Jake and Chris, and we are out. See ya. See ya.